Welcome to Journey to Balancing Your Life with Brandy T. Jones. On our program, we'll show you how to claim both personal and financial worth. With Brandy's experiences and that of our guests, our hope is that if you are struggling day to day and paycheck to paycheck, you'll find that your life doesn't have to be that way. Now, here is your host, Brandy T. Jones. Welcome to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones. And I want to I want to say to the listeners as well as to my guests, I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday time being with your loved ones, being able to share the joy of a new year coming to us. Christmas to me was a very it was it was uh, bittersweet. I spent the time with my family, my mother, who is now aging and has dementia. But it was fun to be with her when she was in, you know, in her right mind. Uh, we had a great time. So I traveled from California to Atlanta and then to Florida. And like I say, I enjoyed the time away. It has been a long time since I've been there, but I got a chance to see them, my daughter and her family as well. So I ho- I'm hoping that everyone had a great time. And if it wasn't as good as you wanted it to be, you found some pleasure in this past holiday season. And we have the new year coming. So we have another chance to make it right and to enjoy our family, our friends and our loved ones. So today I'm so excited. I feel like I've been gone for a long time, but I'm so excited because I have a friend, this woman. Jan Rosa DeSalle, she and I clicked on our first time we met each other at a workshop. And it was just something about her, and she said it was something about me that just drew us together. And she's exciting, she's fun. Uh, we had a great time together. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and then we're going to let Jan take it, and we're going to ask her questions and open it up for us to tell her about her exciting life and what she's up to now. So Jan Rose is a widow. She was widowed at 59 and a six-figure was in debt during the 2008 recession. Jan vowed that she got herself out of this mess. She dedicated her energies to helping other women. As the producer host of Another Voice America's Age with Attitude TV, TV, she helps women worldwide create the kick-ass second 50 they deserve. She's also the creator of the Bewildered Boomer Chicks Guide to Money and the Boomer Chick Blueprint. So Jan has a lot of experience. Likewise, myself, like myself, Jan learned from her mistakes years ago They were her roadmap to where she is now. So she's doing the same thing I always talk about on the show is reaching back to help somebody else, to bring them along so that they can live the life that they love and love the life that they live. So without further ado, I want to say welcome, Jan, to the show. And it's a pleasure to have you here. Oh, Brandy, the pleasure is mine. It's so wonderful to be Mm -hmm. here. (laughs) So, I have a question for you. I know mm-hmm. your passion around what you do. So, can you tell us why do you feel so passionate about what you do? Uh, hmm. the, the passion comes because I have an overall passion for the power and strength 
of the feminine. Mm. And, and, and so that's where the passion is, that I, I just feel that our world, not only the United States, but I'll speak to the United States since that's what I know best, Mm-hmm. needs our voices. It mm-hmm. needs our way of doing life, of business. And it is not the same as the masculine viewpoint. And I'm not saying one or the other. It needs, though, more feminine balance, mm-hmm. much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been... We're 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 not we're not at we're not at fifty percent level, even though we represent more than fifty percent of the population. Mm-hmm. So I'm passionate about the empowerment of women. Then mm-hmm. add to that that women are retreat often into the background as they age, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and that you know. So when I started. Uh, my site, Boomer Chick Universe, uh, the first things that came to mind for me were, you know, this is not, this is a site for women who do not see their future as nice little old ladies. They Mm -hmm. see themselves Mm -hmm. as creating bold futures for themselves. And and that's a a variety of of what that looks like, um, but that for whatever that woman is, She's stepping into a larger place for herself, whether exactly. it's in her own family, her community, or the larger world. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a stand for women really looking at their second half and knowing mm-hmm. and being excited that this second half can be their best half yet. <laughs> oh, wow. I like that. The best half yet. I like that. Well, I had yeah. said in your in my introduction to you that when in 2008, you was in the six figures in debt. So yeah. what can you tell us? Uh, how did you get out of that mess you was in? Can you tell us that? It, well, it was not magic fairy dust coming out over and clearing <laughs> it all away. I, how I well do praying, I know that? <laughs> I kept praying for that, but that wasn't what quite happened. And and obviously, it didn't happen overnight. Um, you know, part of what created that was that perfect storm of that my husband uh, spent the last year of his life in either a nursing home or a hospital. He never, ever, ever was home. That was it. He was in those places. Um, And so he was fighting for his life. I was helping him to do that. And I needed to get out there and find work that would just support me on a day-to-day basis um, while I was focused on on him because I didn't have any bandwidth to do anything other than that. I mean, that, mm-hmm. was, that was the priority at hand. And that was in 2007. And uh, while I was doing that and managing to, uh, you know, feed myself, make sure that mm-hmm. I was uh, operating, et cetera, uh, 2008, 
the, the recession of 2007, 2008 came along and totally wiped out the uh, real estate business that we had been doing, which was uh, building um, high-end manufactured homes um, mm-hmm. and then selling those. And that just dissolved overnight. Mm-hmm. So, and my husband died in August of 2008. And when I came out of my grieving, there I was, six figures in debt and mm-hmm. exhausted and grief-stricken and 59 years old. And, um, and we're in the middle of a recession that is not looking to hire anybody, no less 59-year-old women um, right. who are, are in grief. So the first thing I did really was know that I had to work with my energy, mm-hmm. that I had to have extraordinary energy. And at that moment, I was below sea level, you know, just exhausted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and grief-stricken. But I knew I had to, I knew, I knew I had to get my energy up. So that's when I started to really do my own research into what was going to work for a woman over 50 to really, really get great energy. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's not always what you think it's going to be. And it's not the same things that worked when you were 20, 30, even 40. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I was in a very, very high-paying but commission-only sales job on the weekend, and it was basically working 14, 15 hours a day mm-hmm. um, on that weekend to try to create this, this high-paying commission. The person closest to me was a woman who was 35, and <laughs> she, was living, she was living on Red Bull and Triple Espressos, mm. and I knew that was not going to work for me at all. Also, right. I, have, I, right. I have a delicate colon condition and a thyroid mm-hmm. condition, neither mm-hmm. of which was going to function well with Red Bull. <laughs> so that was my first p- place where I had to become a semi-expert. I had to become mm-hmm. my own expert in terms of what was going to work for my energy. And when I right. had that kind of energy, I made, I made the sales. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, because I was really present, they could feel mm-hmm. me. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly had a level of desperation, but the desperation <laughs> turned into great, great energy rather than um, uh, desperation that was holding me back. So that mm-hmm. was one, and and that that energy helped to propel me. It also had me thinking out of the box, and I had credit card debt, I had IRS debt, and I had uh, medical industry debt. Mm-hmm. And so um, I also had to have that energy to get on the phone and and talk with all of the people and mm-hmm. work out game plans. Mm-hmm. And like, again, thinking out of the box, had I chosen to go the um, conventional wisdom route, Brandy, of, of paying off my credit cards the way the industry wanted me to do it. I would still be paying off those credit cards. Right. I so, chose Jan, to, to do something different. Okay, hold on one second to that thought because we're getting ready to go on a break in a, in, a, in a few minutes. And I want to um, I want you to come back with that, how you started and what you did. And mm-hmm. we will be able to come back into that 
realm of the conversation in just a few minutes. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back with Jan and let her tell us how she went from the six-figure debt and come around to where she is now. Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money to find out more and to get your own copy of the book visit endthered.com and click ebook that's endthered.com and click ebook balancing your life starts with savings when you're confident in your savings you're more confident in yourself security can be a state of your finances and even more it's a state of mind Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. To connect with Brandy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's brandy at endthered.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones, and we're speaking today with Jan Rose uh, Dizel. She has been, um, she's the owner and creator of Boomer Chick, Bewildered Boomer, Chick, Boomer Chicks. And you, if you want to get to know Jan, she's really, she's a lot of fun. She has a lot of humor with her, her story and her past. She didn't let anything get her down. But when just before we went on break, she was getting ready to tell us how she managed her credit card debt, how she didn't do what the conventional, the regular papers say, this is how you should pay it. She thought outside of the box, and she's going to tell us now how she actually did that. So listen in. Jan, tell us, yeah. how, you, tell us how you got out of your credit card debt. What was the strategy around the plan that you had? Well, I... I'm a researcher, so I researched um, what the credit card companies were saying. I researched, um, you know, what <clears throat> went to Google and looked at, you know, how to get out of credit card debt, how to, you know, what, what, what are the paths. And, um, 
And had I chosen the path that the credit card companies were telling me about, which was to go through credit counseling and to get onto these payment plans, et cetera, et cetera, um, the irony, Brandy, is that it would have taken me uh, eight to ten years to get out of credit card debt at that rate, and I would have had poor credit um, for six to seven of those years. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to declare bankruptcy. I there wasn't. I didn't at that point own a house. I didn't. I didn't have things that were in jeopardy anyway. So um, I had some freedom that in, in that respect. And so what I did was I um, researched companies that would help me negotiate with the credit card company. Because here's the irony. And, and I can only tell you this is what I did back in 2008, 2009, and, you know, I couldn't tell you what's happening uh, nowadays, but I could tell you then that within two years, I had credit cards back that I could use at least to help me in, in emergency times because I was still obviously um, paying things off and, and, um, and very, very challenged. And within uh, four years, I had uh, fair to good credit, and um, and now I have you know good to very good credit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and I I was out of my credit card debt within two and a half years, mm-hmm. uh, with them mm-hmm. negotiating um, between forty and sixty percent on the dollar. I, in my business, end END, the red, I also work with my clients on their credit card debt. And I have found, and even when I look at, your, you know, when you get your statement, your credit card statement, the credit card companies have gotten really wise and really smart to the fact that they tell you on your statement that if you pay just a certain, the minimum amount, it'll take you so many years to do that. But then again, if you pay a little bit more than that, it'll take you a, a shorter period of time to come out of the credit card debt. So I advise my clients that that's what we do. We don't pay just the minimum amount. We pay a little bit over the amount. It doesn't take a lot to make a difference. It's just maybe maybe this month you have a little bit of extra money. And instead of going out to dinner with that, put it on that credit card. Put it on the credit card bill I prefer putting it on the bill that will pay off faster versus the one with the lowest interest rate. I like to celebrate. And in celebration, you can use those times that you pay off, the extra money pay off on your credit card and it pays it off really um, faster. And once you, okay, once you pay off your credit cards, um, then you can celebrate. You know, you can bring out, if you don't drink, apple cider and celebrate with that. Toast yourself for every little accomplishment that you make getting better and and, and uh, easier out of your credit card debt or just your finances just changing a little bit. That's where my yeah. practice of every $5 matters because you matter. If you pull a $5 mm-hmm. bill and you put it away, tuck it away someplace, remember, you'll never be broke. Because you have a five or you have a collection of fives someplace else in your house, which keeps you in the mind of, I can do this. I can manage my money. And that would take 
little steps like that grows bigger and that's what gets you out of financial debt well we have jan yeah. back so jan, <laughs> so jan while you was going did anything else come up for you as far as what you, what else we can do to get out of the the situation or the experiences you've learned that you want to share with others well i think that that's one of the things that i did for credit card debt and then i have you know and then i really uh have managed my credit card uh, very, very carefully in terms of looking and and making decisions in terms of uh, making sure that I'm paying down more than the minimum at all times and and then making sure that I'm not using... I use a debit card, so it's basically cash. I Mm -hmm. use a debit card 90% of the time Mm -hmm. uh, and... And then the other 10% or 5%, um, you know, that, that I know that I have to make a big purchase on something, mm-hmm. that I need some help, or that an emergency has come up that's beyond what I've put aside for emergencies, mm-hmm. then it's there. But I, I really work hard uh, to recognize that this is going below sea level and it's going and it's costing me money to do that. Right. And it's right. like, is this worth it? This is what I need to do. So I'm, I'm always picturing that. And I'm somebody who I, you know, I really enjoy going out. I mm-hmm. enjoy, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I enjoy the arts. I, I, I love being out in the local culture, the neighborhood right. I live in has wonderful shops. So mm-hmm. I don't, Surprise myself, but I prioritize. Right, I right. and that's prioritize. the and that's the main challenge. We don't want to deprive ourselves of what we can't can't do. So I say it's not that you can't do it. You might not be able to do it right now at this moment, but if you think ahead and you plan for things, then there isn't anything you cannot do. You know, and I'm the same way. Yeah. I, there's only me, so I do go out and eat a lot. I go and I celebrate a lot on any kind of accomplishment. I just find a reason to celebrate, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's when I'm like you. I use debit cards. I say once it comes out of my account, it's gone. But, right. you know, the freedom and the, the pleasure I have, it's paid for. You know, when yeah. I had to live off of credit cards and then have to repay it back, it never was mine. I didn't have the ownership right. of all that until the credit right. card was paid off, you know? So right. it's, and I, it's... And I never use a store card. I don't own any store card. No, whatsoever. I don't work with store so, cards either. No. Yeah. So and, I don't own any of that. I don't own gas cards. You know, mm-hmm. it's just so... So I'm, I'm very aware of my expenses. And mm-hmm. then, you know, things where, you know, um, you know there, certainly there's been... Uh, latte savings, um, I just don't go out and, um, and buy designer coffee um, to be made for me right there and then very often. You know, if mm-hmm. I'm going off with my daughter or something, um, you know, I'll have a, a coffee then with her. I buy mm-hmm. really, really good coffee, but I make it for myself at home. Um, yes. And, yes. And that's what I do. And that probably saves me, you know, Fifteen twenty dollars a week, exactly. And then I'm not spending on something that I'm not depriving myself. Right. I have really, really good coffee. I have pleasure from that. So mm-hmm. it's like and looking s- and making decisions. 
Exactly. And that's and that's another way of, you know, not depriving yourself. Jan buys expensive coffee at home. I go out okay. to a tea shop and I will buy my teas that I like and I'll bring them home. And nothing, nothing's wrong with having a nice cup of tea or coffee at home out of your favorite mug, out of your favorite coffee cup, you know. Um that gives me pleasure. Then that particular money that I would have spent out there for that tea, I can put it someplace else. I can add it to, if I have a debt, I can add it to that to help me get to that point of, you know, of coming out of debt easier and faster. So that's, you know, those are good lessons. When we think about it, think before and see what pleasures you can create yourself in the environment that you have that doesn't cause you to feel guilty about it later on. And the ownership of having it now, you know, I can pay for this now. That's your own ownership. If you have to put it on the card, it's not your ownership. That is something you won't own until after the debt is paid off. So, you know, just small little ways of not getting into debt. Uh, we have yes. just a now, few more can minutes. I, can, can I yeah, we have a few more minutes. I, make it I, make it within okay. three minutes and you got it. Yeah, okay. I really want to talk about IRS debt because okay. IRS debt is no fooling around debt. And I really want to um, alert women, if they're not thinking about this, to recognize, one, you will inherit your husband's debt after death. So... Um, that does not go away. So my husband and I were um, on an IRS uh, plan to pay back some uh, some back taxes. And when he died, I was then responsible for all of that. And that mm. took me um, that took me almost uh, up until two years ago to pay mm. off. Um, mm. You know, because they just keep charging penalty and interest. Um, that you know, I always worked with them. Everything, but they were. They were the toughest. The other part that I want to remind women, and in terms of because we don't make the same kind of money on the most part as as um, men or our husbands, uh, oftentimes, is that uh, like one of the women that I worked with this year, um, she divorced her husband um, like after they had been married nine years and like three quarters, almost to ten years. And she has lived to regret that because um, she could have inherited his um, uh, IRS Social Security um, when she turned 65 instead of her own, which was far less, had she stayed married to him 10 years or more. So hold on to that thought. Hold on to that thought because we're going to have to go on a break and we'll come back and we'll say some more about that. All right, we're getting ready to go on break, and I hope you're enjoying speaking with Jan as well as I am, and the information she's giving you is for you to come come live your life the life that you love, okay? So we'll be right back after this break. Tune to the Voice America Women's Channel, leading the way for your success. Balancing your life starts with savings. When you're confident in your savings, you're more confident in yourself. Security can be a state of your finances, and even more, it's a state of mind. 
Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. To connect with Brandy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's brandy at endthered.com. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money to find out more and to get your own copy of the book visit endthered.com and click ebook that's endthered.com and click ebook this is voice america women we are leaders in the forward movement of women's success This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. And I'm your host, Brandy T. Jones. We're talking today with Jan Rose, and she's telling us how to have the best second half of our life, the second 50 part of our life as women. When during the first 50, we might have made a lot of mistakes. We might have done some things that now now showing their heads up. But in the second half of your life, you can have a dynamite, as she would say, the bewildered boomer chick, boomer chick, second half. So <laughs> I'm going to welcome Jan back. Jan, tell us some more about, you know, what should the 50s, the second half 50 women should be doing around their finances? Well, yeah. So as I said, IRS is no fooling around debt. So be very, very aware that if you're married, and even if your husband absorbed debt that you didn't even know about while you were married, you are going to be responsible for it. It's just so you really need to stay on top of things and the whole thing, the 10-year rule. Um, if you want to divorce your husband, don't do it um, until you've been married at least 10 years so that you um, have an option of taking either your own Social Security or his. And usually, unfortunately, since we're still making less on the dollar, um, oftentimes his is greater. So that's, that's my advice on IRS. The other that we were talking about is that if you're, if you're only putting your money in the piggy bank, um, or even in a bank bank at this point, you're losing money to inflation. You've got to invest. You've got to find a place where your money is going to grow. Uh, because we are living, um, the fastest growing section of the population in the U.S. are women living into their 90s, mid-90s and beyond. And that means even if you're married now, it, that, that the prediction is that women 
most women will spend at least the last five to ten years of their lives living alone because we outlive men, um, especially in the last ten years. So you need to have money invested. And this is a very, very touchy place for women because we're, we're usually like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do that. That isn't what I like to think about, all of the other excuses. So I'll just give one piece of advice, which is mutual funds, um, index, index mutual funds. Warren Buffett said that uh, they asked, you know, what, what would you do for your, your wife? And he said, just what I told her financial advisor, take 90% of her inheritance, put it into index funds, uh, and leave it alone. And if you want to take 10% of the money and play with it um, and making an investment in an individual uh, uh, stock or whatever, go at it. But 90%, just put it in an index fund and let it be. And let it grow. That's good. You know, another way that I have done it, I tell people that even if they want to use their bank accounts, if you put money, start putting money into separate accounts for specific reasons, you know, like you said, in the mutual funds or the index fund, if they have a high paying savings account, you put it in there. Don't ever touch the principal. Just let it keep growing over and over and over. And then celebration at the time, you know, could be the just the interest out of there. But if you keep it in there, it will continue to grow. And if you don't need it right now, then it'll grow into the older years, the you know, your elder years. It'll be there. So we're speaking also, I'm speaking also of the youngsters. Think about it. Put your start saving your money and saving it in the mutual funds, in the index funds, in a long-term savings account. But don't touch the principal. Just let it continue to grow. And you'll see in the time when you really need it, you will have already grown your money. You know, you just, and I agree with Jan, pick banks of fun for the beginners and just to start off to see if you can. When you get to a certain amount, because I do save in piggy banks. I have a collection of them, and when I get to a certain amount, I put a amount on that particular piggy bank, and then I take it, and I put it, and I put the money someplace else so it can continue to grow. But I like seeing and playing with my money. I have a relationship with my money in my house, so there's time for me and my money to have a conversation as to what I'm going to use that particular amount for. But most times, I save it, I take it out of my home, put it into the bank, and I have a purpose for it. It's either going to grow in my mutual funds or I'm going to be able to spend that particular amount for whatever I need. Again, ownership. I spend cash. It's mine right now. The credit card is not yours until you pay it off. All right, Jan. So I have a question for you. What does sacred selfishness mean? What does that mean? I hear you say that. So what does that mean? I I believe that... (laughs) Women have a hard, harder time truly taking time for themselves. And so I look at that and say, you've got to hold this time for yourself as sacred, as divine selfishness, that mm-hmm. it is so critical for you to replenish yourself because you are someone who gives 110% of yourself to whatever it is that you do. And 
for whatever it is that you do for yourself as well as for others. In my case, when I was more than below sea level in terms of the debt, in terms of grieving, in terms of my own energy, my health, everything, um, you know, I had to take that time for myself, even though I was working very, very hard, I had to continually remember to honor myself and remember that if I don't honor myself as sacred, I cannot, I cannot be who I need to be out in the world, which is also to be joyous and divine. I mean, I, I, I had to remember, um, you know, I'm not here to just pay my bills. <laughs> you know, I'm not here to just pay off the debt. Uh, I'm here to be a living, being, phenomenal person. And so I also uh, allocated time and energy for what else was I going to do? What else feeds me? And for me, I found my relationship again with dancing, which was something that was just really, really important to my soul and my joy and my ability to keep doing what I needed to do, which sometimes was, was just tough, grinding, hard hard hours, um, but I had things to look forward to and enjoy um, because I, I made that sacred. I said, my dancing is sacred. I need to do this. This is like vitamins, medicine, um, uh, and just it wasn't um, negotiable. So sacred, yes, mm-hmm. divine, mm-hmm. and yeah. really important. And it is, you know, I also talk about we need to take time for ourselves just because we need to regroup. We need to get our energy back up. You know, as as women, we do a lot of nurturing of others and our energy is going out. So we need to bring it back into ourselves. And that's just taking a little bit of time doing something that makes you feel good about where you are, who you are and what you're doing at the time. You know, and taking that little time is, yeah, we have to be selfish sometimes. We have to claim our own, you know, because it's not giving to us. People will want more, more, more unless we say no, not now, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, this is it's, my it's time. A, yeah, yeah. The, the saying no, having really loving, compassionate boundaries. Mm-hmm. And and saying, no, this is not something that I can do at this point, mm-hmm. and I need that. Yeah, thank you for respecting that. Mm-hmm. And saying yes. that is, is also because when you can say no with love and compassion for both yourself and that you would have loved to, but you can't, then it saves you from being the bitchy, passive-aggressive no, or mm-hmm. feeling abused, or thank, mm-hmm. you know, put upon, and whatever. No one wants to be around you, and the irony is, in your own way, you created that by not having that boundary, by not right. acknowledging that mm-hmm. you are sacred and your time mm-hmm. is sacred. Yes, yes, you know, and a lot of us it has taken a long time to learn how to say the lo- no <laughs> yes. with love. You know, uh, we always we always say, "Well, mm, maybe I can't do that right now," but you know, this kind of stuff. But you know, I take no for me, and I I would say tell people a lot of times no, and most of my friends already know. Brandy will take time for herself. 
I have a care Wednesday once a month for me. I take the time the whole day is mine. I start off with a facial in the morning. I go get my nails done with my toes in the afternoon after that. Then I take myself out to lunch. And then I come home (laughs) and I have a quiet evening. And I enjoy it. That's just one day once a month. You know, and then throughout the throughout the month, I'm going to do some other stuff for me because I cannot be everything to all people at all times. And so I know how to say no and just do. Yeah, well, yeah. And and yeah, I just. just, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I, I think we I think also as we age, it is incumbent upon me to help my daughter, my daughter-in-law, and and other women that I encounter both in my same age group as well as younger, as well as some older, to just really inspire them to be divinely selfish because ultimately we also, that's how we deepen the feminine in the world because they right. heal us at our best, not mm-hmm. at our... Nobody <laughs> wants to be around that, and, I know. and when that gets looked at as the feminine, it's like no, mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. be. Yeah, so right. So yes. that that's the other part. It's an empowerment, and that's why. But my my gift is rock star energy. How to regain mm-hmm. the energy of your twenties? Um, you know, and enjoy the wisdom of your second half. So it's like exactly. you're combining the best. But just mm-hmm. what we've been talking about, Brandy, is energy. Mm-hmm. It's the energy of money. It's the energy of time. It's the energy of boundaries. It's the energy of the feminine. You know, all of that feeds back into whether you want to be alive, you're excited, you have mm-hmm. bandwidth to to see what else you want to do. You dream. You know, you are never too old to dream and to create your next thing that you're excited about and you want to do. Wonderful. Well, we get ready to go on another break. And when we come back, we're going to explore a little bit more about what Jan does on the second half, her second 50. So see you in a bit. Tune to the Voice America Women's Channel, leading the way for your success. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money to find out more and to get your own copy of the book visit endthered.com and click ebook that's endthered.com and click ebook balancing your life starts with savings when you're confident in your savings you're more confident in yourself security can be a state of your finances and even more it's a state of mind Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. 
To connect with Randy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's brandy at endthered.com. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones, and we have the pleasure of talking with Jan Rose DeSalle. She has been telling us how to enjoy a second 50 for women to, that has gone through uh, marriage, divorces, financial struggle, struggles, um, how we can come out of this first 50 and into that second 50 and what the joy and the pleasure and the celebrations we can begin doing because she's given us the, you know, a roadmap to how to do that. So, Jan, I want to say personally, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being on the show today. I admire <laughs> where you have struggled. We've had somewhat of the same kind of life pattern as far as our debt was concerned. We both have come on the other side of that in our second 50. And I'm looking forward to the rest of my years of not having to worry about debt. But, you know, in all that, who were your role models when you was going through this? And then I also want to tell people, have you tell people how they can connect with you along this way, too. Sure. Um, probably one of my uh, role models was somebody that uh, he came in a video format um, just as I was kind of feeling, you know, we have this ageism in our culture and People want a lot of company with it. And so people were there at 59 comforting me, but in the comfort trying to be comforting to me, they were talking about, you know, well, you're now a certain age. Well, you know, your expectations are different. And I'm like going, what? What? Hold on. What are these people talking about? And, and, and I just felt like I was, I was supposed to accept um, this wonderful sense of getting smaller and and smaller, and that just wasn't mm-hmm. what I had in mind. And so somebody sent me a video of 76-year-old Patty Jones doing athletic salsa and, and being thrown all up and down and around by her 40-year-old partner, and <laughs> she had won, just won Spain's So You Think You've Got Talent contest. And it started doing athletic salsa when she was widowed at 72. Mm. The decision she made, she mm-hmm. reinvented herself. She could have mm-hmm. stayed in the, re- the, the retirement community. She was mm-hmm. in Spain, sat around mm-hmm. the pool, played a lot of bridge, got a good mm-hmm. suntan, and instead she walked down the road and went looking for dance classes because that's what she had done 30 years earlier before mm-hmm. she had five kids, etc. So mm-hmm. reinvention, she, she, as soon as I saw what she was doing with her body, I went, and I, and I'm, I was the most fit of all my friends. I said, I am playing small. 
with what I'm doing physically. My body can do so much more. And what Mm -hmm. I've learned is that if you and I don't physically work on building or maintaining muscle, it's not about how we look even. It's not about... um, the, the vanity of it, because oftentimes what happens is we actually get thinner as we lose muscle. The mm-hmm. problem is you are losing metabolism. And when mm-hmm. you lose metabolism, you lose energy. And mm-hmm. when you lose energy, you think, oh, it's because I'm getting older. It's like, mm-hmm. no. It's because you have not done the right kinds of movements to maintain or build and create that. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's again, knowledge and then getting help to do it. It's also about our food. So I've been an absolute stickler on research, on finding the latest. And then also, and you know this, Brandy, Mm -hmm. what we think we create. When we think that aging is about getting old, we Mm -hmm. create Old. Oh, we yes. create decrepit. Yes. We yes. create we create diminishment. Mm-hmm, when we mm-hmm. look and think about aging as wow, there is this whole world open to me, and I have now more wisdom that I can bring to it, and right. I have a body that I can really work with. I just need to know the right things and blah blah blah, all mm-hmm. that to do. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I've spent, you know, I'm 17 years into this other half, and I'm actually stronger than I was when I was um, when I was 60. I'm 67 mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm stronger than I was in my mid 50s. Mm-hmm. I, I just I know more. I'm eating more of the right food. I'm excited about my life, um, and I'm going to be in a dance concert in June, and I will be in 10 dances. So I will oh, be wow. winning all those dances. Yeah. And, hey, congratulations. And, yeah. And and so the you know what the number one thing that you can do for yourself? It's the best thing you can do for your memory. And they've shown to ward off dementia or Alzheimer's, which none of us need to get. None of us mm-hmm. is doing choreographed movement. So if mm-hmm. you like line dancing... Go get a CD or go to YouTube and learn a line dance each week. And you can do that at home um, because you're And I love line music. dancing. <laughs> and you don't need a partner for it, you know. Absolutely. Um, That's one of the yeah, things so. I'm going to do this year for myself is there's several line dance clubs around and I'm going to join one of them. I'm going to start going out there. I love line dancing. And I have a friend and I, we want to learn ballroom together. So those are the two things I have this year on my calendar for 2017 that I want to start and connect into that community to keep my mind bright and my body, you know, vibrant. So that's, yeah, thank you for mentioning that. It is the best. I mean, they've done a ten-year study on it. It's it's like they've got the they've got it. It's the best mm-hmm. thing that you can do. Better than crossword puzzles. Better than you know. So it's quite interesting that way. Good. The other thing I want you to do, I want you to tell my audience, my listeners, how they can connect with you. And I hear you have a free gift for them. So could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. So I'm all about energy. And and this whole second half is really about harnessing your energy. So my 
my complimentary gift is an opportunity to get the best things that I'm going to let let you in on. Um, and you can download it at agewithattitude.tv forward slash rockstar energy. Okay. www.agewithattitude.tv forward slash rockstar energy. It's going to be the 10 things that you can do that are going to absolutely be the best 10 things that you can do for yourself in the second half. Uh, And I I, uh, give you a little bit insight into that. And then, you know, if you want more help with keeping that or you know you've got blocks about it, I'm pretty good at helping folks with that. But start with that one, and, and we can go on from there. And then, of course, that will also get you onto our list so you can um, get the latest 14 minutes. Um, I always encourage people to binge. Our, our Age with Attitude TV show is 14 minutes long. And many of the things that I talk about are what we discuss in those shows with expert guests, uh, mm. and that you can see four of them in an hour, and and mm. semi-expert. So, um, okay. fourteen minutes long. Yeah. What? Well, well, thank you so much again, Jan, for being on the show. We're to the wire now. And you know, is there anything else you want to say before we have about a minute to go? that you want to tell the listeners that you haven't already touched on or something that you want to be because you feel it's so important to say again. Yeah, about a minute. What, 30 seconds. <laughs> Make it quick. <laughs> enjoy reinventing yourself and Wonderful. do it in increments. Just enjoy it and recognize mm. that that's what's happening anyway. You've got cells mm. that are growing and you have cells that are dying, so you're reinventing mm-hmm. anyway. Get conscious about it and enjoy it. Wonderful. Thank you for that piece of advice. I'm going to take that into my heart and my strive, and I'm going to go out and I'm going to start doing the same thing. So thank you once again, listeners. And until next time, enjoy your life. Remember, every $5 matters. Why? Because you matter. Have a good, happy new year, and I will talk to you in the new year. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Be sure to catch the next episode of Journey to Balancing Your Life with Brandy T. Jones next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll see you then.